welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the cynical cinephile. And tonight we are talking about an unexpected Christmas. Oh yes we are, and I think we need to bring an unexpected Christmas in with a cheers, a toast if you will. Cheers. Cheers. They drink a lot of brown liquor in this movie, so we felt it very appropriate to do the same. Yes, also appropriate. Also appropriate to wear unexpected (laughs) Christmas sweaters. That's true. That is true. (laughs) Um, I don't don't even know where to start with this one. I guess we'll start where we normally start, but there's there's so much. This I'm gonna warn you right now. This might this might be a long one. I know. I I was a little calm when I said the movie that we were talking about, but I am anything but calm right now. <laughs> so, um, well, let's start this off with Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. I just realized I did not take a sip of my drink. <sighs> After we toasted. She has cursed this podcast. So, Hurry up. Drink, please. We, we, need to, we need to fix this this curse that you've placed upon us. This, this Christmas wor- curse. This is going to be the worst podcast It yet. might be. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> oh, no, is my audio okay? I don't know. Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. <laughs> what did you think of An Unexpected Christmas? Is this a film that you'd want to watch again with the snow gently falling outside? Maybe yes. the sound of jingle... Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I, no. didn't, I didn't even. Need to I'm sorry. Finish. No, no, no. No, we got it. You're, you definitely want to watch this one again. Is that what you're saying? I have already watched it again, and I look forward to seeing it again many, many more times. But I really would love to to hear the rest of your uh, s- snow falling, jingle bells. No, it's gone. It, the moment, the moment is past. Moment's past. So, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I pose the same question to you. Uh, would you yes. want to? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely would uh, watch this movie again. We've actually have watched it again because we were so busy uh, live tweeting, and it was really hard to take notes last night because we were watching the movie, and it, it's crazy. Like I was just, I was drawn into this one, enthralled. I was very much enthralled. Yeah. Uh, this one is an extremely special one. And it's definitely going to be a, a Hallmark classic, in my opinion. I'm going to call it right now. This one's going to be a Hallmark classic. Yeah. Um, it definitely will. Uh, it's already, yeah, I would say, considered a classic in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I hope that all other movies will, will follow suit. Um, this is like a, a beacon of, <laughs> of, what, of what all, I think, like Christmas romantic comedies should be i love Mm -hmm. the ones that have the extra bits of humor um you know it just yeah special is is a great word for this one totally agree totally agree the only the only downside i i think was the the balsam hill product placement twice in this movie but you can't have that's classic hallmark for you can't have a classic hallmark without a little balsam hill or campbell soup so or folgers we haven't seen a good folgers one so that was the only thing where they went over the box twice. Other than that, I think this movie was was just about flawless, in my in my personal opinion. No, I I would agree, um, and I don't mind a little a little Balsam Hill action <laughs> in there, not at all. They're they're definitely deserving. So so why don't we go ahead and do this right, and let's go ahead and jump into this plot summary. Yes, let's. let's I hope it's as classic as this film's going to be. <laughs> it's, 
It's short and sweet because I know we got a lot of so terrain much. to cover we here. We should even stop talking right now. Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's just forget the plot summary. <laughs> um, for those who may have not seen this movie, what what is wrong with you? What wow. are What are you waiting for? You're coming out swinging, <laughs> swinging hard, swinging hard pretty early. Maybe you had something like detrimental that... <laughs> it was Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> um, so in case you haven't seen it yet, this is, this is a quick this is plot summary for you. Jamie and Emily are exes who unexpectedly end up spending Christmas together, pretending to still be dating for the sake of Jamie's family's happiness. Mm -hmm. They work out a deal that also helps out Emily's career, but time spent together proves to be easier than they thought, realizing the love they shared never really went away. Mm. Yeah. It's okay. It's not my best. No, I, I like it. It has a little Christmas Christmas sparkle to it. Christmas sparkle. Christmas sparkle. Just like the sparkle pony in this movie. Sparkle pony? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. The unicorn? <laughs> sparkle, sparkle pony. From now on, all unicorns will be called sparkle ponies. Well, Tyler Hines posted uh, something on his Instagram where there's like a, looks like a director's chair type setup for mm -hmm. well, cast members. And it and it said Sparkle Pony. I love that. that I'm so, serious. I don't know if that's the name he gave it, or I'm not sure, but I liked it. So okay. I'm well, running running with it. Well, let's go ahead and, and talk about our our leads here because, I mean, we've got some some big names. Two two main leads here, mm -hmm. uh, and I would say, which this is a we little. We always do this. We do this every time. <laughs> really, there's more than two leads. No, no, no. That's not what I was gonna say. A little irregular for Hallmark is that. They they start out the movie with the the male lead, mm -hmm. um, which isn't always the case, yep. which, which isn't usually the case. So already it's a little unexpected. Um, <laughs> and and we open the movie with Tyler Hines, yes, as I as I mentioned. It's a great before. shot, too. We have again, you guys have been noticing this. You get the tree shot tree in the foreground. You push past it right into the scene. You're going to notice it every time you watch these movies. It is a classic shot that's happening. Yes. I also have to say the the font choices for this movie I do not think went. I would have liked something a little more fun. Um, I will I will push back on that. I will push back on the font choice. Push I, away. I think that they went for the classic, uh, almost Victorian-style lettering. We've got big serifs on there. I actually enjoyed the little the font choice they went with this. But do you think it fit this movie? Because I do, because they were kind of playing off of the the classic Christmas tale, but updated. Okay. So it was almost like a juxtaposition between the the serif kind of classic Victorian font versus this new story they're trying to tell. I think. Okay. Maybe they don't think about font choice. Maybe they're just like, you know what? Hey, this looks cool. Throw it on there. But I I would I would I would argue that. Okay, I'll I'll go with that. <laughs> Uh, but yes, the the lovely, wonderful Tyler Hines, mm -hmm. uh, who plays Jamie uh, in this movie. Jamie's uh, Jamie's an interesting character. Uh, one that I would say, I feel like uh, when we were live tweeting, I also had mentioned. I feel like this is Tyler Hines' most relatable character. Um, mm -hmm. He's not. He's not perfect. 
uh, by any means. He's, um, you know, he's kind of like a like an anxious character. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, dealing with some self doubt and very insecure. You insecure, know, th- yeah. This is not. You're right. He's extremely re- relatable. This is not the typical role we see for Hines, who um, usually plays like the cool, self confident uh, persona, and so. To see him in this position was a little jarring at first for me. It, it yeah. took me a little bit to get used to Jamie, um, but about a quarter of the way through, I was I was there for it. It was, I I, I truly believe this was probably his best role, mm-hmm. um, and I think that has a lot to do with him. I think a lot that has a lot to do with the writing and also the direction of this film, um, and also his you know his leading lady as well. Um, just everything seemed to come together in this film perfectly for him and he just knocked it out of the park for me yes uh i would agree this is my favorite role that he's done as well Mm -hmm. i feel like he just was meant for this character i feel like he just really shined we got to see a, a different side of him like a much more humorous sort of like uh quirky side i would say yeah i was actually getting really big sort of chandler bing vibes from him like there were a few scenes um, where it seemed very, very much like Chandler, and it felt like he was channeling him. You know, I, I don't know if you caught that. Channeling Chandler. Channeling Chandler. No, for real. Even when he's arguing with his sister about the play, um, it felt very, very Chandler esque. Yeah, I. Um, once you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, I could see it. And you know, we got, we do have like Tyler Hines always does bring like a bit of wit with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like he can do that really well, but this was just like an extra little push, uh, (laughs) that, you know, someone kind of pushed him out of his maybe comfort zone. And I just felt like he, I said the word shine before, but I really did feel like he shined in this movie, um, with this character and this story. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I loved every second of it, but he wasn't the only one shining. He no, was not the only sorry, one Bob. Um, you know, we've talked about her on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan uh, outside of Hallmark also, but um, that is Bethany Joy Lenz, uh, who plays Emily. And mm-hmm. boy, did she play Emily. <sighs> I mean... This performance. This performance. I feel like a lot of the uh, leading female leads a lot of the newer movies they've been adding so much more like life mm-hmm. and character depth, a lot of depth into these into these women and i just i am i applaud you know all who had a hand in it because this character i just adored yeah um i'm channeling emily uh <laughs> tonight you know with my with my whiskey and my curly hair uh, one of my favorite things that I don't know if this was a call that, you know, Bethany did or the director or who who decided to have her have her natural curly hair in this movie. But when I saw the the posters and the first pictures of it and I saw she was going to have her naturally curly hair, I was just so excited. <laughs> like, I don't think people realize like how. It's not common at all, not not just Hallmark, but like any movies in general for women to have curly hair, like naturally mm-hmm. curly hair. I don't know why. Um, and I know a lot of women in my life that have curly hair, they always straighten it. Like a lot of women just who have curly hair, they don't keep they don't let their hair 
stay curly. And I, I don't I don't know why. Um, society, maybe. Society. It's always, it's always society. <laughs> always society. But I was so happy uh, with her with her hair in this movie. And I saw a lot of people commenting. Sorry, I'm going on about the hair. But this is a big deal for me. It is. Um, Speak I your don't, truth. I don't see a lot of women with curly hair in film or, you know, in life. Oh, so sure. um, a lot of people were commenting on it. And I know they were complimenting it. But they were... They were calling her hair imperfect and it just, it, it kind of, it made me sad because it's like, why, why would you call it imperfect? Like, that's not the word I would choose. Like we need to use a different, different word people. Um, <laughs> because that's just her hair. Like, it's not that it's imperfect. That's her hair. It's just different. Um, it's not flat ironed or straightened or, you know, like curled with a curling brush. Like that's her natural hair. Um, so yeah, I think it's beautiful. I used to hate my curly hair. I love it now. But yeah, bravo for for showing curly hair. Yeah, for real. It's <laughs> it's very, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome to see. You're absolutely right. It's something until you brought it up that I was like, you're absolutely right. I never see curly hair in, in films. Like, and it's, it's isn't that wild? It's super wild. Like, how is super that wild. even a normal thing? Um, but yeah, lots of people were complimenting her hair. Just, um, Just in, in a very odd way. <laughs> in a very odd way. But... No, she she was, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, this character. You were mentioning how you know Tyler's usually the cool, collected, like put together one. Mm -hmm. Like th to me, it was like switch. So this is who Emily was. Yeah. Like she was so cool. Like I feel like this is one of maybe like the coolest Hallmark characters we've had. Um, yeah, for sure. She, I mean, she wears leather jackets. And oh no, she wore that that quilted jacket. It looked like a grandmother quilt jacket. Like I was in love with this jacket. Like it was. I wanted this jacket. It was gorgeous. I was in love with everything she wore. The <laughs> costuming, costuming, costuming. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Um, I know that it was done by the wardrobe girls. They are fantastic. Um, I started following them on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I just, like, I, I loved the costuming in here. I loved all of her outfits. To me, it made her character that much more like believable yeah. just like seeing the the uniqueness that she had and like she had actual style yeah um it was just so fun to see and speaking with nathan michael fletcher uh who is a, a customer for hallmark he didn't do this film but he has done some others uh he, he really opened my eyes to how important it is to to dress these characters appropriately it adds so much realism to it it is so important and I just, I believed it. I believed these characters because of it. Uh, Jamie, towards the end of this film, has his shirt kind of untucked a little bit from his belt. French like it, tuck. Still yeah, a little, little French, French tuck. tuck a little, it's a little bit sloppy, too. And I, and I appreciate that because he's in a little bit of a shambles towards the end of the film. Little details like that. He's got these beautiful, chunky sweaters. Just everything was just done beautifully for that. And again, we're going to be gushing about this. So just sit back and relax. But buckle up. Buckle up for the gush. Um but yeah, no, the costume was was wonderful, and Bethany Joy Lynn's just absolutely crushed this role. And yeah, I just I love these two together, and I love them separate. And just it was magic. This this movie is magic. Without having magic, this movie is magic. <laughs> I mean, I would say there's maybe a little Christmas magic that that brings them together. You know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you could it, call it coincidence or you could say it's a pretty big coincidence. You're absolutely right. It's I mean, this movie starts off and, you know, we'll have we'll talk about our meet cute here. 
It could be the magic of the sparkle pony. Also. It could be the magic of the sparkle pony. I mean, it is really ridiculous. When you break it down, it is kind of ridiculous that she would be going to a job. They're both in Chicago, I'm guessing, right? They're both in Chicago. It is kind of ridiculous when you break it down that they would both be in Jamie's hometown for Christmas. You know, she's going for work. He's going for family. It is a little ridiculous. I didn't care. It didn't bother me. I just I just let it slide. And that they would both be arriving at the exact same time. Christmas magic? Christmas magic. So you're right. There is a little Christmas magic here. But yes, they both arrived at the exact same time. And it's hilarity ensues. This, this is a proper meet cute right here. We have to uh, also give credit to, because we're going to be singing the praises of, of everyone involved in this. But yes, we will. Not only were was the casting incredible, um, but they were given a, a, a nugget of gold. Nugget of gold. Gold nuggets, okay. uh, if you will, of words from... A gold? I'm sorry. I just want to back... A gold nugget of words. Nuggets of gold. Nuggets of, of gold. Words. words. Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, from the one and only... Mm-hmm. Paul Campbell. Yep. Our favorite. Our favorite. I mean, yes. If you obviously we've talked about him uh, ad nauseum on this podcast. Uh, and I am just so darn happy that he's joined the writing team mm-hmm. uh, amongst the, the Hallmark writers. Yes. And we got a taste of it with Christmas by Starlight. Yep, that was his first one, right? With Kimberly Sustead, uh, fantastic yep. film. And and now he's doing writing. So so this story uh, was actually um, created by Gregory McGoon. Okay. And then Paul Campbell wrote the actual screenplay, the script. So, I mean, I knew I was expecting greatness already, but... I mean, he just really like went above and beyond, I feel like. Uh, the wit, the energy, like I just felt like this script had so much energy. The characters mm-hmm. were just so full of life, especially Emily's character. Um, but just it was a whole family affair. I feel like we've been seeing that a lot in these movies. We really is have. that it's just really like a whole cast effort. Um, and yes, we have like our leads, but I mean the whole family, they were all just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it just makes it that much more fun when you have all of these people involved and they're all so good at their parts and like their jobs and yeah this is that that uh, hallmark magic that we talk about where it feels like the stars all align and everything works and that's that's what this movie was yeah me. i mean everyone was fantastic you talk about the family uh jamie's sister who's played by allison wanzara uh wonderful i mean she she was awesome she was awesome too i mean everyone everyone was just great oh and we even have a a personal favorite of mine going back to the the good old hallmark days uh paul mcgillian who plays jamie's father uh just a treasure i I love this man he he is fantastic and he's he's great in this film too so and also the mom and just everyone again we're going to be just gushing over this film because it's not every day you get a film like this, so allow us the gush. Allow us the gush because there's so much good here. So much good. Um, so the meet cute. We need to actually talk about the film itself. Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about the. We're film just itself. gonna run down the cast and the crew. This person real did quick. great. This person, um, the gaffer, great gaffing. Yeah. 
Way to gaff. <laughs> Way to gaff. Way to gaff. Uh, they meet cute, so they bump into each other. It's a it's a Ryu meet cute. It's a Ryu meet cute. A Ryu meet cute. Again, we have... We've coined, coined that term. Yeah. We also coined... Uh, Bethany Jo Lynn's actually helped us coin the chiss, which is the cheek kiss. Yes. In Bottled with Love, we talk about it, and we said we needed a kiss that's like... It's like in the middle of the lip and the cheek, mm-hmm. and she she coined it a chiss for us. So we don't get a chiss here. We get some some other stuff. No, sorry. Um, so they all come into the train station at the same time, and hilarity ensues because basically, Jamie hasn't told his family that Emily and him have broken up. He this they've been uh, not seeing each other for I think two and a half months. Like yeah, that. they were dating for two years. They broke up. They haven't seen each other for two and a half months. They bump into each other at the train station, but Jamie's sister Becca is there and assumes that Emily's coming home for Christmas. They all, the whole family is questioning, is she coming? She mm-hmm. hasn't come home for Christmas yet, or she hasn't come to their home for Christmas yet. And so they're all wondering, and he's just he's just avoiding, you yeah. know, like, and because like of Jamie his avoidance, does. Because, I mean, Jamie is, in, in a lot of ways, he's an extremely flawed character. We, we, we talked about this before. He doesn't like the confrontation of this because, you know, his grandfather's passed away mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to ruin Christmas for his family because his family loves Emily. And they love Christmas. And they love Christmas because the grandfather loved Christmas. And so there's all these conflicting things. And this grandfather plot line that goes throughout this film is done beautifully. Like there's just little nods and, and hints to it. It doesn't overtake the story. It's just sort of the undercurrent throughout the entire film, and it motivates a lot of the characters and a lot of their actions. It's it's beautifully done, and I, I definitely have to tip my hat to to Paul Campbell for that because that was that was great. Tip your beanie. Tip my beanie to Paul Campbell for that. Um, and so basically, Becca and Jamie's father kidnap Emily, like essentially <laughs> kidnap her from the train station and force her to go home. And it's so awkward and wonderful and. Oh, man, it was great. It was it was a classic, beautifully done meet cute. It all happened so suddenly, and that's like the best part. Because when I saw the previews, I was like, I don't understand. Like, how does I, this happen? In my mind, she already knew, and she was playing along. Mm-hmm. But this was so much better. She just shows up at the same time, right. and the sister just assumes, and then she just gets swept away with the family, and she's kind of just, what is she supposed to do? Yeah. I kept trying to put myself in Emily's shoes during this whole movie. Like, what would I do? Because I'm like, would I have just like, just gone along with it? Or would I have I said something right from the start? But I kind of feel like I probably would have done what she did. Because you just like, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Well, she says she doesn't want to be on the train tracks when, when, <laughs> when they find out the truth. You know, she wants to be off those train tracks. And yeah. And, and as well, she should, because that, you know, that's all Jamie. He made... He made the bed, and he needs to lie in it. Right, because he's so flawed. But as soon as he says it's for the grandfather, the reason uh, the grandfather's passing, she kind of understands the reasoning behind it. Well, I think partly that is it is true. But I also think he just didn't want to deal with the fact that they weren't together anymore. You know, I think there is that underlying, mm-hmm. like, he's still in love with her. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, we see him at the beginning of the film kind of take her coffee cup and put it to the top shelf finally and like turn it around. Uh, so and that's two and a half months and it takes him two and a half months to take that coffee cup away. So yes, he, I think you're right. He is still hurting. Um, also very neat apartment, Jamie. Um, I, I commend him on that, <laughs> but 
well, there's uh, that. speaking of the cup in the in the cupboard in his cupboard i mean this is kind of scandalous for hallmark right because a cup in his cupboard is insinuating they live together i i did not i did not make that connection um it's it's a it's possible i i think i mean i would i would think i don't it's like you're saying it's, it's I don't have like, it's my like, it's like a mug. toothbrush. It's like having the toothbrush in the bathroom kind of deal. Yeah, but it's a mug. So like with her initials, so I mean maybe he bought her a mug for his place that mm. she drinks when she comes over. In the mornings. Yeah. I took Early it. In the morning, I took it as they were together two years. They live together. Yeah. And there's a mug that's left over with her initials. And so I just felt like, you know, this was very progressive for, for I, Hallmark. I think so. And because I mean they they never sleep in the same bed or room or anything if they're not married. Right. So the fact that they possibly live together is, you know, breaking new Hallmark ground. And this movie did do some, you know, kept pushing the boundaries. Yeah, I could see that. See that. You know, in his apartment, you know, speaking of his apartment being so orderly, there's this great there's this great scene in the film where they're on a park bench in the city, you know, Jamie's kind of taking her through the town and they're touring it. And they really, you know, they share their vulnerabilities and they kind of connect here. And this is kind of really a turning point for me in the film. And... Emily says this great line to Jamie where, you know, he talks about how he was kind of made fun of. And she says, maybe that's why um, everything has to be so perfect for you. Because if everything is so perfect for you, then there's nothing that people can poke fun at for you. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And that explains a lot about, you know, Jamie's character. And I think that explains why his apartment is so neat. Because he can't be made fun of if everything is in, in its place. Yeah. Yeah, even like the ornaments on his tree mm -hmm. are like perfectly placed and like it just was kind of crazy to me. But yeah, that was just like a little sneak peek into why he is. Um, the way he is. Yeah, yeah the way he is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there are so many uh, funny lines so many. in this movie. There are a lot of touching ones mm -hmm. or poignant ones that um, poignant. Poignant, yep, poignant. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it in one. <laughs> <laughs> that word's always so weird for me. Uh, that that I love, but the like I mentioned earlier, the humor mm -hmm. really, really spoke to to my humor. Like I I was enjoying the humor in this movie. Um, just you know, I'm gonna run the gamut just a little bit because yeah, we could go through every entire scene, but things I'm thinking of when she first gets there and it's like the family's all so excited she's there and she's like jamie i need to talk to you in the kitchen <laughs> and he starts going to take a bite of a cookie and she just smacks that cookie out of his that's so hand. good it says cool 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 <laughs> she's like cool 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 <laughs> um what's going on now um yes we talk about uh actors actors and actresses that like act with their their whole bodies and facial expressions and everything and bethany joy is just i mean phenomenal mm -hmm. with with the the facial expressions like she puts her whole literally her whole body into this performance um like her freaking out on the porch, you know, when... Oh, her, yeah, the, yeah the, the angry, like, dance, yeah. like, tantrum. Yeah, that, that's awesome, too. You know, splashing the water in Tyler's face. Like, that scene was so great. Um, 
and just like the script uh i I think we mentioned it live tweeting because she's like having to lie to his family and she's like i've been dancing this deceitful dirty jig um oh yeah i've been dancing jamie i've been dancing this deceitful dirty jig all morning and it's beautiful alliteration and just hilarious because you don't you don't hear that dancing a deceitful dirty jig like who says that paul campbell paul campbell Cam- says it paul and campbell it, it says just it. works for her character works for that scene oh, it's magic it's magic it is magic but you know i think the funniest scene that i think we both loved is the restaurant scene that um, to me is just prime time comedy like just hilarious like i just want to go back and watch that scene again and again and again <laughs> I, I don't know how many takes it t- took. I like I want to interview everyone that had a, a hand in this film just to find out all the ins and outs of it because how many takes was this? This was just gold. I know. When we've had, uh, you know, uh, technical interviews where they say dinner scenes are really hard to film. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine, I don't know, mm-hmm. yeah, how many takes this one took. But this movie is so good because I feel like, talk about rewatch value, I feel like... You could watch this movie so many times and probably catch something yeah. different that you maybe missed every time because the dialogue is so fast and like there is a lot going on. Because even like there was stuff that I missed when we watched it the second time, um, and just like funny little lines, like just like little quips and details in this movie. It's just so it's so much fun for the viewer. Um, and well, they're like little sprinkles that that they put in there. Like there's this line that Emily says in the very beginning of the film when she gets you know her job. And she says that, um, you know, this project needs more work than the Coliseum. And then later on in the film, you know, about more than half, I think more than halfway through, Jamie says, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And so we have these these two people saying the same kind of thing. Mm. And it just shows you how connected they are, that they're the same type of person, even though they're so different. So little little details like that are just beautiful in this film. And there's, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. Yeah, I have to say the the relationship uh, between Jamie and Emily was, it's one of my favorites that I've seen uh, because Mm -hmm. their interactions, their relationship to me was just like so believable. And like, I felt the, like the energy between these two was just, it was like electric. Like it felt, it was like electric, but at the same time it just felt so, natural and like easy Mm -hmm. like i totally believed that they were in a relationship for two years and i loved the the back and forth and how she's kind of like you know pissed at him like during this whole time as she should be um and just um it just felt like it was just so it felt just felt so easy like you know just them being together no it, it really did and we see that on the walk through the town and just so natural and even when they're at the the jazz bar and just their conversations and i i love i keep going back to that walk through the town where they walk through the town and they sit on that bench for some reason this scene keeps standing out to me and there's this great moment where they exit the coffee shop and as you know emily exits she almost bumps into someone kind of entering she says oh sorry and it's such a, a minor thing but when she does that it immediately makes her so real to me. It makes this character so believable. I, I don't know what it is, but I always say this. It's the little things. And this character just saying sorry as she passes someone by coming inside the coffee shop is everything to me. Well, I'll raise you uh, the bump it. end. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, to her 
taking off her shoe, asking Jamie to take her coffee. So she actually takes off her boot and you're like, what is going on? And she's kind of like shaking it. Like there's like a rock stuck in it or some sort of like thing that's bothering her. Like how relatable and real is that like detail? Like how often does that happen where you're like, Oh, something in my shoe that she literally like, and I wonder, is that something that the director came up with or was that in the script or did she just like ad lib that? Like, I don't, I don't know, but we need to shout out the director because I don't think we did. Absolutely. Uh, the director wa- is Michael Robison, mm-hmm. uh, who also directed It Was Always You. So he he works well with Tyler. <laughs> uh, Our DP was also Adam Solinsky, who we just uh, spoke mm-hmm. highly of for five more minutes, who worked on five Window Wonderland. And yeah, so Paul Campbell... It's all, it's like all in the family here. It is. I mean, these are, yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, just real quick on technical, technical, since you brought the DP, the lighting in this movie, oh my goodness, it is, it is phenomenal. No, no issues whatsoever. Um, his use of, of window light, natural light, uh, just excellent, excellent. I, again, we have window light coming in from the side, a little bit of that tungsten yellow here, just, you know, you don't have, just you have a touch of fill. You don't want to blow this out. And it's just, it's. Would you, would you call it a, a window wonderland? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. No, I would not because that, that is embarrassing for both of us. That is embarrassing for both of us. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, but no, he did, he did awesome. He did absolutely awesome. And again, the camera work was, was great. I mean, you guys will start to notice the tree shots. Believe you me, you'll notice them. And yes, just to go off of details and Please. I mean, like I said, we could literally talk about every scene. And we will. So stay tuned. This is going to be a five hour <laughs> podcast. Sit back and relax. We're going over scene by scene, moment by moment. Five hours. Um, we're we're going to talk about the she shed. I feel like I'm getting some she shed vibes from you. No, I was going to talk about the jazz club. Ooh, so the one. jazz club, I love this scene. Like <laughs> we have... Too obviously the jazz so we've got we've got the music we've got the drinks yeah oh oh got the drinks we've got the drinks oh yeah you gotta you gotta you have to drink after the cheers no more bad luck that's how that works um we've got the touching she's like touching him like a lot uh we've got the andrew walker you know just like all of these little details you can't just say we just have the andrew walker we haven't even talked about the andrew walker cameo well i'm talking about the jazz club these are the details (laughs) that are happening in the jazz club those these little details they just really make a movie you know just a little sprinkle of andrew walker here and there. Yeah, anytime you can have Andrew Walker in here, it's just it's all in the details, all in the details. Yeah. Um. I mean, do you want to talk about it? I mean, we might as well. Yeah. We might. Everyone else is going to be talking about. It. We might as well talk about Andrew. Andrew Walker. Well, I'm a little salty with Hallmark. Well, here's I'm even more salty because here's what I did. I post on Twitter. I'm like, I bet you're going to get an Andrew Walker cameo. Fifteen seconds after I make that post. Hallmark comes out and shows the clip of Andrew Walker. And this is before the movie starts. This is at 7, like, 35. And I'm just blown away. I'm like, why would you give that up? The best part about these cameos is, is this that a we, surprise? we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. It's like it's like a surprise. And so Hallmark ruining that kind of gave, gave me a little bit of salt, just like you. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, I, you know, I, that will, the, fa- the, the cameo where Tyler is in my, my, 
Christmas family tree. Mm-hmm. My family Christmas tree? No. My, my Christmas, Christmas family, family tree. tree. You got it. That's what was so fun about that. Yeah. Yes, getting to see Tyler's face, but also that we were not expecting it. So like that, that never happened. That never happened. Never, never. So I was not expecting Andrew. You kind of thought, oh, that would be funny if Andrew was in in Tyler's movie. Right. And I was like, yeah, that would be funny. But I seriously doubt it. No, so I knew it. I was I not thinking thinking that. Um, but then it was spoiled. So it was kind of like, oh, man, it would have been so much better if I if I hadn't already known. Mm-hmm. But it was still pretty fantastic. It was great. I mean, they have that interaction. And it looks like Tyler's like about to crack up. <laughs> like Andrew plays it cool. He plays it cool. He goes, he even gives like a little wave to his table over there. We never see the table that he's walking to. It's some magic table off in the distance. Uh, I was hoping he was going to like go on stage. He was going to be part <laughs> of the band, but no. But we love this. We love that they're building this, uh, I guess, this Marvel universe of Hallmark actors. Uh, just cameos. Like it's awesome. It's my favorite. Yeah. I love it so much. And let's just, let's keep it going. Um, but yeah, again, again, back to a little romance, the touching, this is one of my favorite things about Emily's character and like this whole dynamic between her and Jamie is like, there's a lot of touching, like Mm -hmm. just, you know, she's like, she'll like playfully push him or she like will grab his shoulder and like touch his arm. Like, it's just so comfortable, you know, it's like, she's just fallen back into, the norm like how they were and it just it feels so genuine to me and i i just i loved it well yeah i mean that's i mean that's what she said she's like i, I feel like we're on our first date again like i feel like we're, we're dating early and yeah the touching was was very noticeable and just it felt natural and we get a kiss like pretty pretty soon on in the movie well it's one of those forced awkward mistletoe kisses uh it didn't seem awkward apparently you're right. I guess it wasn't awkward. You're right. Apparently, the uh, the dad's just walking around with a fishing rod of mistletoe. As you do. I don't. I don't know. I mean, this happens in these films all the time. Who is walking around with mistletoe? Where can we find them? I mean, this is this is wild to me. But we actually have mistletoe above us. It's but super cute. You can't see it. Um, but yeah, the kiss. It's beautiful, and it's from the side. You know, it's from the side. You get this nice little slow, romantic, tender moment. Uh, what did you think of this kiss? I mean, it is a kiss in the movie, so let's rate this one up. Oh, it was nice. It was a nice kiss. Uh, campfire meter, if you if you want to go there, I would say sparks mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, it was very gentle. <laughs> gentle. <laughs> tender. 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 <laughs> it's a tender kiss. Um, you know, the parents are right there, but normally these like forced ones where they're like, kiss, kiss, kiss. This one didn't feel that way. It was kind of just cute that they were like, you guys are together. So this is normal. And they didn't make a big thing of it. They kind of looked at each other and were just like, okay, we do this. And they did it. But the look on Emily's face Mm -hmm. when they pull apart, just to me said it all. It's like, oh girl, you're in trouble. Yep. You are in trouble. Like, obviously she's, she's still in it, you know? And, and why, why wouldn't you be? I do have to say, though, I could understand her still being in love with him. Right. But she seems to, like, just take it very easy, like, to come into this whole situation. Yes, there's a little bit of pushback. But also, like, he broke up with her. Right. You know, I feel like... I don't know quite how it ended, like how messy it was. It was a phone call. 
Remember? Because she's like, oh, yeah. She, he's like, yeah, and I'm glad I left the meeting to take that phone call. Like, it was a phone call. They broke up. She was devastated. Um, but I think the reason why it is so easy, because she does try to remove herself very early on, and we have that great scene yeah. where Tyler's in the car. And he and I love this, too, the fact that we know why they broke up so early in the film. Because, you know, Jamie's in the car, and he's like, you know, she her career was taking off, and mine was going nowhere, and I just couldn't keep up, and I didn't want to hold her back. We get that very early on, and so we're able to connect with Jamie's character like right away because of that. I thought that was very clever. So it is difficult for her, but they just it's so easy to fall into that that space. Yeah, um, and then this leads us to the she shed. Uh, oh yes, the the talk. So Becca. I mean, wonderful she Becca. Yeah, she she's got a, a garden shed that she calls Becca's she shed, and it's like programmed to her voice a voice activated when she walks in Mm -hmm. and she's got popcorn in her toolbox like i don't know this woman like i want her to be my new best friend and we Mm -hmm. hang out in the she shed but it's where she takes jamie for the for the confession Mm -hmm. because she Um, she knows something's up she's very wise she is she's the wise sister and she she says this great line so he's telling her that you know i didn't want to hold her back her career was taking off and she's like so he's like yeah i didn't want to hold her back and she's like well now you're not holding her at all it's a truth bomb it's a truth bomb just dropping jamie (laughs) truth bomb in the she shed (laughs) and and yeah i i feel like it takes him a little long to to like come around it's like he knows it but well he's so he's so insecure about himself mm-hmm. you know that, that it's not that he doesn't want to he just has these insecurities and it, it really takes becca again to just shake him from it because you know yeah, that's that's her job as as the as a sister to kind of help him see where he's falling to pieces and yeah she does thank god yeah. for, for, becca. for becca yeah but i mean the she shed i mean we have this shed might be the best shed since Journey Back to Christmas. It <laughs> might be. The shed, maybe it can time travel. I don't know. We're not sure. We're not sure. You know, we. I was joking, maybe, you know, with a, with a shooting star. And we do get a shooting star in this mm. film. So it felt like a nice throwback to that, that shed in that film, the time traveling shed. Ooh, maybe we'll get a sequel where Jamie goes into the she shed and the shooting star comes and then he travels back in time to where he never breaks up with Ooh. Emily. Oh, and it's just more more good lines and more <laughs> comedy and just great times. Um, so one of the things that I really loved about this, and I didn't realize I would like this until it's happening, but there's a lot of conversations with the entire family mm-hmm. and they're like talking over each other. It's like a real family mm-hmm. where there's so many conversations happening across each other and it, it it's chaotic, but it, it's beautiful. And I was like, why are they doing that? And it wasn't until the second time watching this. And again, this is why you watch this film multiple times that Emily says that Emily says that she's wanted a family like this with all the noise and all the chaos. And so the fact that they added that in here, another, again, another detail the fact they added that, it, it's just brilliant to me. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that that was really um, touching that, you know, she tells a little bit of her story that uh, kind of military family, mm-hmm. so she moved around a lot and she didn't really have 
you know, a place to call home. And so this was like, you know, feeling like home to her. And she's having the, the, the normal Christmas family activities and everything. So, and it's so wonderful how his family just, you just can tell how much they love her. And they keep saying like, oh, you're, you know, you're family, you know, yeah. like you're, we love you so much. And, you know, this is your home. And Oh, yeah. I mean, that wonderful scene that she has with, with the mom where they're both painting. Mm-hmm. And the mom basically says that, you know, she says that you're, you'll always have a home with here with us. And it's, it's, it's great. You know, it's just a, a great little touching scene. And I mean, again, the family does love her to the point where even Becca was like, you know, if you don't, if you don't marry her, I will, because she needs to be in this family. Like that's how much they love her. And she is, she is incredible. One scene though, real quick, I want to s- say was really special mm-hmm. as far as romance is. So it kind of like, it's, it's like an extension. So there's like a few little parts and it's all. <laughs> Um, it's the whole movie is what yeah. I'm, is what I'm <laughs> the whole movie. Can we just talk about the whole romance? The, the whole, whole movie. movie. Um, it, it kind of extends where he's like taking her around and then they end up back at the house mm-hmm. and they're at the fire pit. They're having some drinks outside by there's like a an enormous Christmas tree there. Um, with like a bunch of homemade ornaments. An and, outdoor Christmas tree. Yeah, and she's looking at the ornaments and she's like, oh, these are so wonderful. And just a great line. She's like, it's like a map of your childhood mm. and everything. And like she, did, she didn't have anything like that. Uh, and this scene, she she's looking at an ornament with young Jamie's picture on it. Um, and, you know, we get that funny line where she's like, well, who's this? I don't know. It looks maybe like a young model or something <laughs> like that. Um and the way she is looking at him in the scene and like talking about him, um, and his eyes, it's just Ooh. the sweetest, like most sincere thing. Like you can just see the love that she has for him, like the way she's talking about him and just that she, you know, admires him so much. And I, I don't know. I just thought that was such a special scene. And then it leads to one of my favorite scenes is he takes her to the fountain. Yeah where you know he shows her she's she's needing some inspiration and he just like oh this is the place you know for her campaign her you know big job thing and and so he takes her to the fountain where there's all these stones and like the people of the town after they get married they write their initials on the stones and they throw them in the water and uh so he shows her it and he helps her with her like slogan and everything and it's wonderful and then she, this is why I love her character so much. Like, she's just so much fun, so full of life. She's so excited. And she, like, jumps up and she just starts running around the fountain. And then, like, they jump down and then they just, like, start dancing. Like, the scene was so kind of, like, kooky and it was just mm-hmm. so much fun. And then, like, turned into this, like, super romantic, sort of, like, well, not sort of, this super romantic dancing scene. And, it was just oh it was like to me like what dreams are made of like yeah. like the old movies like them dancing and there's like a fountain but yeah, it did have a very old movie vibe you're absolutely yeah. right yeah it did it had that that vibe there and it, it was a really beautiful scene and um it was it's interesting though because i thought they would, they would do a, a callback to that to the, the stones or something i thought they would you know end the film with them writing their their initials on the stone or something you know yeah that maybe would have been nice like because he says after they get married. so may- But maybe that's maybe that's the sequel. Let's so hope so. Let's hope so. 
I do want to say, though, there's a line in this film where Jamie's character is talking about buying socks for his dad. And Emily is not having it. Socks. Oh, I thought you said stocks. No, stocks and socks. No, just <laughs> just socks. And I have to say, because there's a, a lot of talk about this, socks are a great gift. I love socks. Give me a, a, a very well-made pair of socks. I'm a happy camper. And we, you know, we're live tweeting about this. Tyler sent us a pair of socks that he was wearing because he a pre- picture he didn't like ship us socks. <laughs> ship us socks i picture mean of that would have been some cool very well-made too. socks he was wearing and it just goes to show you that socks make a great gift so all you out there hating on socks buy socks this year oh i and think stocks. we got a lot of love for socks uh, on that post so um so yeah some people may hate on it but i do think there are also a lot of people out there that appreciate socks I hope so. Let's 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 keep this trend going. Let's keep the sock trend going. I love a good sock. Well, socks, you know. And stocks. Stocks <laughs> and socks. You know, we really didn't talk about the dinner scene. We mentioned the dinner scene and how it's one of the best <laughs> scenes in the film, but we didn't really talk about it. I mean, we're doing a disservice to probably the best scene in this film. Let's talk about the dinner scene. Let's. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. We got turned around somewhere. There's just so much goodness to, to talk about. But the dinner scene, oh my goodness, yes. It was, I think we were both just like cracking up, laughing. Uh, and this is one of those things that mm. I could probably watch over and over again because there is like a lot of talking. There's a lot of commotion going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is fantastic. So they they see the waiter that they saw at the jazz club where, you know, Emily gets a little tipsy and confesses their little fraudulent scheme Great that's scene too. happening. So they see the waiter there and he's like, Oh, I think I recognize you. And Tyler or Jamie goes into like a tailspin and he's just freaking out. And he's like, Oh my gosh, like I have to do whatever I have to do to get this man mm-hmm. to stop talking. So he just, just starts violently shaking the table. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this is a, you know, it's a wobbly table. There's <laughs> this, a leg- table this table has quite the wobble. This table has quite the wobble. <laughs> so he dives under the table. And then Emily dives under with him. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, we, we have to, like, fix this. And, like, this whole scene is just perfection. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is when he sees the waiter walking around the table. And he's like, Look at his feet. Look at his little sabotaging mm-hmm. feet walking around. Oh, my God. And then he's, like, telling his sister, sister like, we have to take care of him. And they all have menus up. It, it's just, it's it's great. It's brilliant. It's, it's perfection. Wonderful. All the words we've been using throughout this entire podcast, it's all of those. It's, yeah, I could watch this scene over and over again. Just great direction. Because dinner scenes are hard to film. I need to know how long it took to film this scene because it, I don't know. It, it seems like it would be a very difficult scene to shoot, difficult difficult scene to direct, but everyone just nailed their marks. Yeah, they crushed it. And I loved, like, I just loved seeing Tyler in this this role. Like, mm-hmm. it, he just looked so much fun. Like, he looked like he was having so much fun. Everyone did, honestly. Um, but I just loved seeing him kind of, like, go a little just a little crazy (laughs) just a touch just a touch touch. but yeah great 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 Mm -hmm. scene well let's let's talk just real quick a little technical because i always i always harp on on green screens because they're not done well generally 
Uh, this movie had a budget. This movie had a very big budget. And you can tell in the way that it was lit, the way that, um, you know, the sound, like everything just great, right? The green screen in this film was also just well done. When Tyler's on the train, there's that shot of him on his laptop trying to come up with a speech. You know, it's lit beautifully coming in from the window. That, that window shot is a green screen. So that, that country shot out there is a green screen. It doesn't look green screen to me. It looks like a, a real shot. So that's what happens when you have budget. When you have budget and can shoot something well, it just makes it so much better. It just great. Yeah, I, I love, I mean, I love train scenes um, <laughs> in general. But yeah, I didn't, because when you said green screen, I was like, wait, what green screen? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you don't know. Um, it's, yeah, it's just very well done. Well, let's talk about the play. Mm. Let's talk about this play. This play, I I need to know more about this play. I'm hoping there's a script somewhere I can read. Uh, there seems to be some like dark undercurrents in this play. I don't know if you're listening to like what the kids are saying. It's it's like a Shakespearean Christmas story. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's wild. I was just too deeply in, in immersed into what jamie was was going to be in the play he's in this white some kind of suit he thought he was gonna be an angel because he has like this face white paint face, yeah. yeah i was thinking angel um but it was so much better it, w it really was it was it was the gift we didn't know we needed until it actually happened and it just kept giving uh, as the movie went on because you think, oh, it'll just be like a blip, you know, he's in this. No, he's in this for, for a good minute. Mm. This, this was, this was uh, very well executed. Um, you know, Jamie comes out, we hear, like he's talking to his sister. His sister, Becca's giving him like a pep talk <laughs> and it's really funny to really great scene. And then all of a sudden she does something and we hear like this like blow up sound and I'm like, what is going on? And he comes out, and he is a unicorn, the most majestic unicorn, or what did you call it? A sparkle pony. Sparkle pony, if you will, that we've seen, and it is it is hilarious. Just the whole thing, and you know, there's a little snafu with a confetti machine, um, and again, on the second viewing, we see that Emily says, "I don't feel when Becca gives her the job of the confetti gun earlier in the movie, she's like, I feel like I'm not qualified for this." And she's not because the confetti gun goes off and, and ruins the play. Well, if and I was thinking, I was like, oh, she's not. But I was forgetting that Becca is the reason that it happens because she basically knocks her with the yeah. giant candy cane. Well, a proper confetti artist would know how to handle that situation, <laughs> and Emily does not. Um, so well, she's a little taken aback, you know, because herein <sighs> enters our favorite part of the movie. Mm. Yeah, we have the we have the conflict. Yeah, so all right. I hmm, how do I say this? It didn't bother me that much. I will say we do have an issue where Jamie doesn't let Emily finish speaking, and so he starts assuming things, and I hate that. You know, he sees her with a photographer and thinks something's going on. I hate these. The only reason I don't mind it is because it lasts very short. It's not like this goes on for like fifteen minutes at the end of the film. Or two months. Or two like. months, yeah, or two months. It's a very short misunderstanding. Um, so it didn't it didn't really bother me. You know, something had to happen and we get some great lines from this as well. Yeah, they have a conversation like right, right after. Away. And that's so, why it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, it's not fully resolved, obviously, but 
enough that yes we get this great conversation all while he is dressed like the unicorn which makes it <laughs> so much better that's how great they are of actors because he is dressed in this uh, absurd way yet i'm feeling all of the emotion like it's not taking true. me out of it at that's all a, that's a great point i mean yeah she says and i think the the real winning line for me is when she says you have no right to be angry with me and yeah you broke up with me yeah and she's like tell me what you want jamie just tell me what you want and of course he can't and tell me what you really really want no no <laughs> um, oh my goodness but uh, i love you yeah he can't tell her what he wants um and so she's what like he really, really wants you you've been so caught up in pretending to be in love that you didn't realize that um you didn't realize that i never stopped yeah like being in love with you yeah. which was another great line and you know because she's like i've been falling back into this and that he like was really so taken taken out of it like really not even believing that she could still be in love with him mm. and so that part like you could see it like kind of like click in his mind like what wait what do you mean by this like what are you talking about because you're going away for your job like it was not even in on his radar that she will, could still be in love with him, yeah. uh, which is so sad. And well, that's where there's insecurity. I mean, that, that's yeah. insecurity to you know. Because to us, it's into everyone. It's so obvious, especially to Sister Becker for saving the day. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, the conflict it happens. Like I said, it doesn't bother me because it's so short. Uh, you know the family over here so they're oh, you know is, yeah that's the big the Ugh. big doozy um but they understand it's, it's so great because it's not awkward at all i mean it's awkward in that moment but when when she's leaving you know it's it's not they're like we still love you you're still part of this family that whole thing and i'm thinking why are you letting her go like yes it's there's some stuff with your son obviously but just you know put her in keep her in the guest room let's let's have her that stay <laughs> You know, speaking of guest room, we haven't even talked about Jamie's room where she's staying. Set design was fantastic in this film throughout. Jamie's room where Emily's staying while, while she's there is done so beautifully. I mean, this is a writer's room. He's got, you know, pictures of authors on the wall. You know, he has that line about New Yorkers under the bed. Just it, it feels like, like this writer's room. I, I loved the little details in here. Um, and even that photo of him... Uh, playing chess as a boy like such such awesome stuff there yeah uh no i mean the house was beautiful uh, yeah set does set design was great um even like i like had notes about the play like the 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 set of the the play mm -hmm. that becca's putting on uh, to me i thought was so cute like it was so well done um yeah production design uh, was ali tavasoli but yeah like beautiful beautiful job yeah uh, and so Christmas morning comes around. Jamie wakes up late as per usual because he's addicted to sleeping pills. And <laughs> that's a dark undercurrent that they don't really address. But in the they movie. little details, guys, little details. Uh, so he wakes up late and it's super sad. The whole family is sad because Emily's not there. And I love this because they're they're Everyone in the family is kind of acknowledging the grief of Emily not being a part of their lives anymore. Yeah. And they're being honest about it. Like in, I forget which movie it was, but in one of the movies, the mom's like, okay, guys, let's go eat. Let's not deal with, oh, it was the Andrew Walker one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's not deal with the grief that's happening. Let's go eat. But this one, they all acknowledge it. And I, I felt like that was a great way to do it. But I mean, you know, uh, 
Jamie kind of realizes what the mistake was, thanks to a talk with dear old dad. And we had and grandma. There's and, a great and talk grandma with grandma. Yeah. yeah. And we have a great little car scene. A great operation. Wacky car scene. Operation Go Get Emily back <sighs> now. It is. <laughs> that was really funny. It was. It was funny. Uh, th- I mean, the scene was funny. It, They're playing the Home Alone, the Home Alone music. Is it the Home Alone? Music? I don't know. Probably. Um, I can't. I can't talk about Home Alone music anymore. <laughs> after, after you, that are not, you are I'm not. You are not qualified. I'm not allowed. I'm not qualified for music um, anymore. So it's a race to the train station, and man, I love it. And I saw a few people tweeting about it too. Uh, it was very reminiscent of um, Notting Hill. Where the whole family gathers in the in the car mm-hmm. to go after her, and you know, I, I I've said it before. It's like one of my favorite things when there's like a race to With get the to the yep. to the one that you love. Um, it just is. It's exciting and it's romantic and. And of course, Grandma Ma has her mints. She needs to get her <laughs> mints before like they race and just again a little detail like it's so wacky. Like I love it. I love it. And we get this amazing like heartfelt speech mm-hmm. um that jamie wrote because jamie is a speech writer which we haven't mentioned which is a great yeah you know we talk about we're tired of just like business job and you know other business job <laughs> now we get corporate a, corporate ceo yeah but now we get something where it's a script writer for the governor of illinois and how awesome is that like such a neat neat job so appreciated that yeah um and he has this great line. I mean, I know he's like a speechwriter, but yes, he, he <laughs> he's like, you know, talking about all of his insecurities. And yeah, like, I, you know, everything, like grandma tells him all this stuff about life is messy. Mm-hmm. And that was like great lines mm. where she's like, life isn't scene. perfect. It's messy, but you have to find the beauty in the mess. Yep. And so true. So wonderful. And he's like, and what do I have to show for all of this? Like all of this worry and like trying to be perfect or, you know, all this stuff and he's like the only thing i have to show for it is a heart that aches for you all the time Ooh, ooh. i know i know i mean be Come still on. my heart <laughs> i was i was not ready for a line like that and i mean just it hit me like this was so romantic uh just what a line um and it was delivered well uh superbly acted and just this entire scene just beautifully done and of course after that i mean how could you not you, ha- you have to get a kiss after a line like that right well really the kiss comes after he's you know he's apologizing again he's just like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> that you had to see me as a unicorn <laughs> Uh, which then makes her laugh, and she snorts. This is like a thing in the movie. That, Little details. Yeah, the snort, um, which I appreciate a good snort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, this kiss. Kind of a wet campfire. Are you, <laughs> are we are you trying to make me snort? <laughs> uh, no, this kiss, you know, I think it was kind of like teetering between my the top two levels but i i just i pushed it i pushed it up and i and i'm giving this one a, a blazing inferno i think you're gonna give it a blazing inferno because they kept the camera on the they side they did and that's gonna that's gonna so i actually it. got to see the kiss mm-hmm. um no chiss here people no chiss <laughs> here chiss. uh you know tyler goes for it 
he, you know, with his with his kisses, and and I appreciate his craft. I. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> so this is a blazing inferno. So everyone wondering, you know, blazing inferno. This is what that looks like. This is what that looks the, like. This is it. it it's it, it's not like, you know. I think you could probably put it out with, you know, a good and decent amount of water, but it 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 qualifies as, as blazing inferno for sure. Uh, I I appreciate it. I'm not, I'm no expert, obviously. Uh, I appreciated the the multiple kisses, the, the multiple kisses there, and I did appreciate the camera kind of stay on that because I hate when they do that. And, um, yeah, and we get that great line again from Becca, uh, who is now starting a relationship with Tyler's friend who works. Gina, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, again, there's so much we had we missed in this movie. We didn't even talk about. You it. just have to watch this movie. But yes, movie. wonderful inclusivity mm-hmm. in the movie with Becca's character. I love how they just had that like interwoven with the movie. Like her character was wonderful. She's like raising a child on her own and. You know, her storyline was was incredible. And uh, yeah, just just every like the whole it was just like a family affair. Like we yeah. said, like every character, you know, the parents to me, they were like the cutest, like always like dancing, dancing in the kitchen, in the refrigerator. Nope. nope. I saw you look over here. No, <laughs> do not do not do that. Uh, and yeah, and that's kind of oh, no, that's not where it ends, because then we. Where does it end? We're back to the jazz bar. I was hoping for another Andrew pop in, but but we don't get it. Andrew, he wasn't there that night. Jazz bar, yeah, comes in, Uh, and you know the waiter sees them and immediately turns away because he knows. Yeah, it's a funny little little callback to the waiter. But we get another kiss, which is a very sweet. uh, I would say sparks. You know, kiss there was very sweet, Um, and and yeah, just loved loved this movie. If you can't tell. If you can't tell, we, we absolutely love this movie. Uh, we honestly can't say enough good things about it. We, we've we tried to say enough good things about it, but we can't. I'm sure we fell short somewhere. We but. miss. I feel like we miss so much. There's so much I want to talk about in this film, but we, we just can't. There's just, there literally yeah. is a lot. Did um, we mention costuming? Yeah, we did. We mentioned costuming. I mean, wardrobe girls, you can dress me every and day, me. Of, every day of my life. Chunky sweaters? Give me some chunky sweaters. Every day of my life, please dress awesome. me. But yeah, I mean, Hallmark, you know, brought it and they brought it great. And again, I will say this movie feels fresh. It, it feels certified, like certified fresh. fresh. No, but it feels like a Hallmark movie for the next generation. And I'm extremely happy to see it. And I'm glad we have this. So congratulations to everyone that had any hand in this film, um, yes. including the gaffer. Uh, <laughs> just wonderfully done. Wonderfully done. And that was uh, an unexpected Christmas. Unexpected Christmas. It wasn't unexpected to me. I I expected greatness, and that <laughs> is totally exceeded. And that totally is what exceeded. they gave me. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Much appreciated. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe, thumbs up. Do people thumbs up things? Is that a thing anymore? The kids thumbs up. Sure. Give us a thumbs up. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up. Um, and please do remember to rate and review uh, that, that again, that is so big and so helpful for us. You know, we're a small podcast, so all these little things mean a lot to us. So. Yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you just scroll all the way yeah. down. Tell us what you think. Maybe you like our sweaters. Say you like our sweaters. You know, drop a little like. Well, that's uh, on YouTube. They can't see our sweaters on, on the podcast. Imagine that we're wearing really cute sweaters and then talk about them. You can do that, too. Mine has snowflakes. And mine has a Christmas Pixelated kitten. snowflakes. Uh, and a snowman with a with a scarf. Yeah, it's cute. 
cute. Very cute. <laughs> Um, and also, you know, keep the messages coming in, guys. We, we love talking with you guys, and we love tweeting with you. We got some of our uh, followers on, on the Twitters last night and had a great time. So much appreciated, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, much like Christmas cheer keeps Santa uh, afloat in his sleigh, your messages keep <laughs> us afloat. Oh, I hate that. I love that so much, but that's <laughs> actually very accurate. That is very accurate. So <laughs> thank you guys very much, and we'll talk next time. Thanks. Bye.